The Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you in part by BlueChew.com. Visit BlueChew.com for more information and to take advantage of their special offer for Locked On Giants listeners. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get your first shipment for only $5 shipping and handling. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. BlueChew.com. are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans. Welcome to a new edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena. You can follow me on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trena. I cover your New York Giants for a variety of places. Find my work on The Maven, Inside Football, Forbes, Big Blue View, and others. And any place where there's Giants coverage needed, you can find me. And uh, always happy to talk. Giants football with you guys on Twitter through email locked on Giants podcast at gmail.com training camp is coming up but uh, as we get ready for training camp we are wrapping up our preview of the Giants 2019 regular season opponents and we have saved the best for last we have the Buffalo Bills on today's show and here to help us break down the Buffalo Bills is John Warrow who is the Associated Press sports writer. He's the beat writer, covers the Bills for the AP. And, John, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come on with us. Thanks for having me on, Patricia. My First time pleasure. caller? Long <laughs> Long time listener, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, so, John, let's jump right in. Let's start with the offensive side of the ball. And, um, I, you know, just – in kind of doing some research on the Bills, it looks like they have a, a, a brand new or, or I should say a revamped offensive line. Still some questions on the offensive line, I think, at right tackle. What can you tell us about that unit and how it's shaping up? There are questions along the entire offense, offensive line given what they did to, um, I mean, given what they did to address the need. Um, this is a, a direct consequence of, uh, of two unexpected losses from last year. Uh, uh, when Eric Wood had, was forced to retire, he was the longtime center. They were hoping he could um, continue along and, and hold that position before he had a career-ending neck, neck injury. And then Richie Incognito um, had his issues and abruptly retired and quit, and now he's with Oakland. But losing those two guys was not what the team was expecting last year. And uh, having so little salary cap space, they couldn't really address the positions. This year, they had a lot of salary cap space, space, and really went at that went at re essentially they're going to retool the entire offensive line, um, uh, starting with Mitch Morris, which I think was their most important offseason acquisition. He's going to be the center. He's going to be the guy who's going to be who's going to be helping out Josh Allen, but. Um, they brought in seven, I want to say seven free agent linemen, one of whom was cut. And then they drafted, uh, um, um, in, in the second round, they drafted an offensive lineman as, uh, as well. And his name escapes me. Pardon me. I'm just coming, coming back from vacation. 
but this is a team that really needs there could be five new offensive line starters if if not four we'll see what happens um at the left tackle spot um but this is going to be a completely retooled offensive line and how unsettling is that considering you've got a young quarterback he's entering i believe his second season i yep. mean you know he and and he had his ups and downs last year so now you have this offensive line that's not settled i mean is there concern about that Yes, it was, and it was and it was Deion Dawkins who who's, who's that left tackle. Um, the belief was is that you know this offensive line can grow around um, Josh Allen, and the and this is why I go back to Mitch Morse being the most important addition. He played center under Patrick Mahomes. I'm not comparing Josh Allen to Patrick Mahomes at all, but they have similar tendencies as far as being scramblers. So, and, and Mitch Morris has this calming presence, just speaking to him for, you know, a few times uh, during mini camps, he really has this presence about him that really calms you down. He's very intelligent. And I think he, given the fact that they had a revolving door at center last year, having Mitch Morse there, I think will settle, will improve Josh Allen's game because Mitch Morris can, um, he, he's more comfortable in calling you know, blocking techniques, seeing what he sees. And I think he's going to help Josh Allen immensely. So um, even though they're retooling the line, it's the line needed to be retooled because they, it was a patchwork unit at best last year. Since we, we touched upon the quarterback, what are the realistic expectations of Josh Allen in, in this coming season? Yeah, you know, it's funny, about a month or so ago, people people were asking me, um, you know, what the expectation would be for, you know, if, if Josh Allen threw for over 3,000 yards, would that, that be considered an improvement um, or, or acceptable? In his development, yes. Um, he needs to beat that 3,000-yard threshold. Keep in mind, only two quarterbacks, I believe, have only thrown for more than 4,000 yards in Buffalo. Uh, one of the, I think both of them might, might have been Jim Kelly. So. Josh Allen getting to the 3,000-yard plateau is, is, is a must. He needs to be more of a pocket passer um, because he had a tendency to scramble, but that was also a result of the fact that he, he was working with a, he's a, he's a young quarterback and was working with a very patchwork unit. Um, you know, his top receiver was Kelvin. Well, he, Kelvin Benjamin was supposed to be their top receiver last year. But it wound up being um, a, a combination of, uh, of Zay Jones and uh, Robert Foster, uh, Robert Foster being an undrafted rookie. So um, I know I'm going about this in, in, in a long-winded way, but they need Josh Allen to become a quarter, to, to continue developing into a quarterback, as opposed to this guy who hurdled uh, the Minnesota Vikings linebacker, which was a great highlight, highlight reel thing, but they don't want him to be rushing and scrambling all that much. You know, it's interesting because I, I read stories from around the, the net and uh, apparently th there's a bullish feeling about the Buffalo Bills and their chances of going to the playoffs. I mean, when you look at their offense in, as a whole, I got to you know, other than that offensive line, I mean, are, are they solid or do they have other concerns as they go into camp? Well, you know, uh, they're, they're keeping LaShawn McCoy around uh, for the final year of his contract in, beliefs that, in, in a belief that he can overcome the distractions and, and struggles of last year, the distraction being the, um, 
uh, the break-in and his uh, former girlfriend getting um, beaten up uh, in, in Atlanta. And I think that was a distraction for LaShawn McCoy because she's now suing him and accusing him of, uh, of being behind that. Um, and there's also the question of is, you know, how much more is in LaShawn McCoy's tank? Um, if, if, if anything I know about LaShawn McCoy is how he bounced back from his first season in Buffalo after being really unhappy over being traded to the Bills, the way he bounced back and had a, had a LaShawn McCoy-like season, um, they're hoping to see that because he's working on his next contract now. They also brought in Frank Gore, because, and LaShawn, who's a workout buddy with LaShawn, and LaShawn looks up to Frank. So they're hoping that that can provide him some inspiration to, to, to be the player he can be. So the running game needs to improve because that was, that was, that was part of the problem last year. And, and now they brought in John Brown. Um, they, they've retooled this entire offense. John Brown is a receiver and Cole Beasley is, is in the slot. So they've improved a lot. I know a lot of people are bullish about the Bills. I am as well. I think they have the capacity of winning, a potential winning nine games. But the question is, how quickly do 17 free agent additions plus draft picks gel in training camp this summer? Now, I think going back to March, there was a <clears throat> excuse me, a rumor <laughs> I, that the uh, that the Giants had kicked the tires and to see if if uh, you know Brandon Bean would be interested in taking Odell Beckham Jr. After you know they tried to get um, Antonio Brown. I mean. Where do they stand at receiver? Because obviously, you know, they were exploring getting, you know, upgrading that position. It sounds like they can't be totally, you know, comfortable with what they've got there. Well, they want to see what they have. But yes, they were they were looking for, for major improvements. Antonio Brown, um, to a certain degree, um, rejected the, well, the, 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 the Antonio, it was a non-starter with Antonio Brown, but the Bills also turned that deal down because they, they, they saw how much they were going to have to pay him, and they balked at that number. Um, I think the same might have been said about um, – I'm not sure what happened with the Odell Beckham uh, discussions, but, you know, the Bills would love to, to bring in a guy who could be, you know, that bonafide number one receiver, the Odell Beckham, the, you know, the Antonio Brown, the, the Julio Jones guy. But right now they feel they have, they've addressed the receiver position enough in hopes that they can develop from within. If somebody, you know, if somebody becomes available, they've got the cap room to bring them in. Um, but right now, um, they want to see how this unit works. And on a, a former Bill note, <clears throat> only because, you know, I know a lot of people have respect for him. I have respect for him. How is Jim Kelly doing in his health issues? Uh, I saw Jim at his golf tournament a little oh, six weeks ago. And, uh, you know, he is doing well. All, all the tests he's have have, have come back um, uh, on, the, on the plus side. Um, he's still cancer-free. He's, um, you know, he, he, he's had a lot of issues with his mouth, with uh, reconstructive surgery um, and, 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 and his teeth and his jaw. But uh, he, he looks frail, unfortunately. But he's still, he's still kicking. He's still active. Um, and he's still plugging along. So, um, you know, you just hope that Kelly Tuff continues on because uh, he beat cancer. He's beaten it three times now, I believe. Um, and, and that's that's a testament to him, the support the support staff and, and family that he's got around him and, and just to his, 
his his just just his durability and the way he played football. And you know, certainly continued best wishes to Jim Kelly. I mean, th- three times to have to deal with cancer is just too much. I mean, one time is yeah. too much. And and you know, certainly, every, whenever I see a piece of news coming across the wire about how well he's doing, you know, go Jim. I mean, right. at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? Well, I'm looking forward to. He usually pops into training camp, so I'm looking forward to seeing him over the next couple of weeks and. Uh, um, like I said, uh, each time I've seen him, he, he's looked very good. He still takes a big interest in the team. He's taken Josh Allen under his wing um, to a certain extent. So, um, you know, he, he's still he's still very active and very visible in the community. John, final question on the offense. What's the one reason you would give Bills fans uh, to feel good about the direction that the offense is headed? That they have they've addressed every virtually every need they've needed to address. The only problem is Tyler Croft, the, the, the big tight end acquisition broke his foot, but they've addressed every need and they have set up Josh Allen in put Josh Allen in a position to show that he can continue developing into a quarterback um, and, and continue what was essentially an upward trend uh, in, in the way he closed last season. So that is the most promising thing um, because he's got more talent around him. All right. Sounds good. Giant fans. We're going to take a short break, come back. And when we do, we are going to talk bills defense as we continue breaking down the Buffalo bills with associated press uh, bills, beat writer, John Warrow. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants here with Patricia Trena and special guest John Warrow. He is the Bills beat writer for the Associated Press, and he's giving us an overview of the Buffalo Bills. They are the last team on our 2019 preview of the New York Giants regular season opponents. And John, let's start off with the defense. What can you tell us about the overall um shape of this this defense i know they added some new pieces i think they lost a piece or two how is that bill's defense looking the biggest loss was and 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 it's one that's going to be very difficult to replace is kyle williams uh retiring after 13 seasons he was the inspirational vocal every type of leader you want to you want to put in that category he was that guy in that locker room and on the field um and he still could play um, based on what he, he, he played about 70% of the snaps last year, defensive tackle. Um, the, on the bright side is this is a team that is very strong in the defensive secondary with the additions, well, not the additions, but um, when they brought in Micah Hyde um, to, be, to be the safety, and um, um, they also drafted Tredavious White, their secondary is very, very good. Um, the only problem that it's, that it's had was it doesn't create a lot of turnovers, and they're hoping to, to, to improve that. On the defensive line, they did draft Ed Oliver, um, and he's going to now schedule to replace Kyle Williams. They've got Star Latulale to play next to him. He's essentially a space eater on, uh, on that offensive line, uh, the, the defensive line in the middle then this is a unit that allowed the second fewest yards last year. So 
Um, it hasn't lost a lot of pieces, but it's got a, and it's got a lot of strength, strengths to it. And under a defensive-minded coach in, in in Sean McDermott, who really seems to know what he's doing, you know, in having improved this defense from where it was during his first year. You, you mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, you mentioned Sean McDermott. I mean, how is this defense going to change given? You know, the loss of Kyle Williams, the additions they made. I mean, what kind of tweaks are you looking at here? Um, I, I see it being more of the same in, in, in some senses. They're hoping to they're hoping to see more from Tremaine Edmonds, who was one of their second uh of two first round picks from a year ago, um, because he's he's holding down that middle linebacker spot and he was only a nineteen year old last year. So they're hoping that he has he continues to mature and develop in that role and becomes more of an impact player. Um, he got fooled a few times on misdirections, hitting the wrong hole, but he seemed to learn from it at the end of as last year last season progressed. They want to see more from Tremaine, and they believe that he can be um, the man in the middle, so to say, and be the play caller and defensive quarterback that they hoped he, he would be when they drafted him. And, you know, you look at the, the uh, Bills defensive secondary. I mean, is that the strength of this unit right now, would you say? Very much so. Very much so. I mean, uh, Tredavious White had somewhat of a, a down year last year after a, a great rookie season in which he did get some rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year um, consideration. They've addressed the need. They lost EJ Gaines um, last year to free agency, and they've re-signed EJ Gaines, a, cor- a cornerback, the one hole they had was the cornerback spot opposite of the starting spot opposite Sir Davis White, and they've they've added to it. They've addressed that addition, uh, they, uh, that position by um, you know bringing in um, EJ EJ Gaines is back. He's comfortable with uh, McDermott's system. Um, they have a, a uh, they also have Taron Johnson. They have Kevin Johnson, who they signed um, as a free agent, who was a former first round draft pick with the Texans. So they've improved the secondary, if, if, and 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 that is that is, that is something given how strong that secondary has been. The one weak spot has been somewhat, to a certain degree, has been linebacker at the linebacker uh, outside linebacker uh, core, but they they think Matt Milano can can build off of uh, can recover completely from the broken leg he had last year. Um, so the the linebacker spot seems to be a. Uh, might be the biggest weakness, but there's also a strength to it. You uh, you say it's the biggest weakness, but there's a strength to it. Can you just clarify right. that a little bit more? And and when I say that, it, 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 I go back to Tremaine Edmonds uh, and 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 how much how much he can play. And when Matt Milano is healthy, he 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 can he he's very good at 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 his out uh, the weak side linebacker spot. Um, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of speed there. Um, it's, but in, in, in a big scheme uh, of this defense, it doesn't rely so much on the linebackers as it does on the, on, 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 on the defensive backfield. And they, what they need is more of a pass rush, which they lacked. Um, and they hope to, they, they, they're looking for uh, Trent Murphy to de- continue. To, he's, he was coming off a devastating injury in Washington uh, from, from two years ago. And they're hoping to see him um, improve. And they're hoping that um, Ed Oliver can address their pass rush as well by getting into the backfield and, and creating havoc with the, uh, with the quarterback. 
Get inside the minds of the coaching staff and, and maybe even the front office here for a moment. As they get ready to go to training camp, what do you think the top three issues are that they want to see resolved by the end of training camp? Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Um, <laughs> that, um, you know, and, and, but, but that, that is the primary need. They need this offensive. They need to find their five starters and they need to start getting them gelling. Um, because that's what it takes. It takes reps to get the offensive line into shape. And with, with all these different moving parts, um, that is a key priority. And, and the, the quicker they have, the, the, the faster they get that five, the, the starting five group identified, the, the better, the more comfortable they're going to feel as a team and the better Josh Allen is going to play and be able to read off the line. Uh, second, um, I would have to say is is the running game, um, and we're not going to see a lot. Of, we're not going to see progress of that until we get in the preseason games because the running game thoroughly struggled last year, um, and they've addressed. Like I said, they've addressed it with with Frank Gore, Lashawn McCoy. They um, they add they drafted a running back in this Devin Singletary, an undersized guy who's got some shiftiness. Um, so and um, they also brought in C.J. Um, Yeldon. Um, in free agency. Um, so the running game would be the second part of, or TJ Yeldon, I said CJ, I'm sorry. Um, so the running game would be number two. As for number three, uh, it, it might even be number, and, and it's, it, it's connected to both of the two. It's Josh Allen's development. They need to see him continue maturing into a quarterback, into a pocket passer. Um, so you work all those three together. It, everything is on the offense right now because I think they're very comfortable with how the defense is going to perform because everybody's, most of the players are going into the third year under the same system. Do you anticipate between now and maybe the start of the season there might be a trade to beef up you know, some of these areas where they're weak or do you just, you know, are they going to let it play out and maybe scan the waiver wire? Well, Brandon Bean is, has really placed an emphasis on adding players through trade. This goes back to him trading away Sammy Watkins, trading away, um, um, oh, the one corner cornerback, trading for Kelvin Benjamin. He's at, he, he traded Tyrod Taylor to uh, Cleveland um, and uh, the former starting left tackle to Cincinnati. So he really likes to make moves via trade. So I would not be surprised that th- there are some, once, once they see what they have on the field, that they bolster that that position or positions through trade or off the waiver wire, but he's uh, he's very astute and and his mo seems to be going going through the trade the trade route. So I would not be surprised to see another change to this lineup. Perhaps they add a tight end because Tyler Croft isn't ready to be um, isn't set to be ready until maybe September. He'll probably he might start the season on pup. Um, so that's might be the biggest need they have at this point is is addressing the tight end situation. Now, I know you don't, you know, you're maybe not as familiar with the Giants personnel as, say, you know, an NFC East uh, reporter would be. Right. But based on what you know about the Giants, who do you see as giving the most um, headaches to the Bills, be it offense or defense, based on the talent levels? Well, it's, it, it's all about, I mean, and everybody knows about Saquon Barkley. And you know, stopping Saquon Barkley is, is, is essentially where where you go to stop stop the Giants, um, and force Eli or whoever is is behind 
you know, behind center to, to, to beat them as a passer. Because once you get that one dimensional, if, if the Giants can't get Saquon Barkley running, moving against the Bills, then they're in trouble. But that, that's, that's the case for a lot of, for a lot of teams too. Um, because the, but the Bills strength is, it, is against the pass. So stopping Saquon Barkley would be would, would be the priority at that point. And what about Evan Ingram? You know, you had mentioned that the linebackers are a strength, but they're not a strength. I mean, this year with Odell Beckham Jr. no right. longer in the lineup, Evan Ingram is probably going to be the man that they're going to be looking at in that passing game. I mean, how how do you see him potentially matching up against those those Bills defensive backs and and linebackers? I I see it. I see it. I, I, I see it. it's going to be very difficult for teams to pass against uh, against the Bills this year, especially if the Bills can stop the run, um, because once they make teams one dimensional, um, in Tre'Davious White, again he he had a bit of a fall off last year, but he's always he's shown me um, that he can he can be a, a shutdown cornerback, and the way Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde play in in, in uh, at the safety roles. Um, they are they are essentially cornerbacks on the field, and this the three of the four players starters in the defensive backfield have now been together. Uh, they'll be entering the third season together, so they can read off each other. And I think uh, passing against the Bills is going to be an issue. All right, great stuff, John. Before we let you go, tell everybody where they can find your work. Oh, um, yeah, well, download the AP app, and um, there's a lot of good stuff beyond beyond what I write. And then uh, I'm on the Twitter machine uh, at John underscore Waro, W-A-W-R-O-W. And of course, we'll probably be checking in on some of your work and, and possibly with you when the, the matchup comes up, uh, you know, this fall. Great stuff. Really appreciate you coming on. Giant fans, stay tuned. We've got Twitter Thursday coming up. And then uh, one more week. Uh, until Giant Training Camp kicks off, and then we'll be back on our regular schedule. As always, really appreciate you listening. For John Morrow, this is Patricia Trena signing off.